0: Hi, my name's Caitlin, and I don't need to know my ancestry. I'm 100%
1: white. Cl- That's all you really need to know, right? <laughs> and I'm Zach, and I am 100% going to get angry at some point during this podcast. I, You know I have lots of feelings about 23andMe, and just going to hear you go through everything, and I'm 100% going to get upset. I'm gonna do my best, but I'm gonna get mad. This is gonna be not a fun, it's gonna be a Zach's pissed off fucking podcast. Yep, Ugh. yep,
0: yep. And welcome to Manipulating the Masses. Wow. Don't give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't
1: give yourselves to these unnatural men. Machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. Okay. Okay, let's okay. fucking do. Okay. This. Okay. I'm like, I'm like buckling, I'm like uh, metaphorically buckling <laughs> up. I like scooched up in my seat. I I'm, know. I have a glass of wine. Uh-huh. I'm like, mm, uh-huh. I'm doing everything I can to just pre-calm myself down. So let's do it, Caitlin. Let's do Zach, it.
0: you brought this topic up. I wanted to cover it because I knew that you were so much more opinionated, opinionated about it than I was. So I wanted to bring yeah. the history and the data and the stats and have you weigh in on it. So I'm going to just kick this off with tell us Great. why you're so opinionated about this. Give it to <laughs> us. What is it that upsets you about genetic testing
1: yeah uh and not so much genetic testing in and of itself the companies that do it uh I work on the data collection side of our company a big portion of my role is data collection and it's a hot button issue right like especially as marketers it's a very hot button issue Facebook collecting your data Google collecting your data everybody's collecting your data and there's you know in our industry iPhone recently released a new update, the iPhone uh, 4, iOS 4 something, um, which lets you opt out of tracking. And it's a big deal with Facebook because now people don't want Facebook tracking their data. And now Facebook ads are terrible because we're not able to collect enough data. But the thing with data collection is that there's a trade-off for me, right? Like there's a trade-off of you are using Facebook's free service, they collect your data in exchange, that's a trade off. And to, to, and it's all about that. We recently discussed the Spotify wrapped it, Spotify is collecting new, what you music you listen to. They're collecting your data, but they give it to you in a personalized way. And like your Spotify Wrapped. So you're like, Hey, this is cool. This is my data. There's a trade off with 23 and me and genetic testing. The trade off is so one-sided. You are giving them your genetic code as data points. And they're just telling you, you're from Eastern Europe, you're 3% Irish. The trade-off of what you get in return to what you're giving is incredibly lopsided. Uh, and nobody's pissed off about that. Everybody's pissed off they're tracking my data for ads, but nobody gives a sh- thinks twice about giving up their fucking genetic code. It, oh, I'm already getting angry. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to let you do the history before I get too wound up.
0: <laughs> I'm just sitting here, biting my tongue, holding my breath. letting. You, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay thank so you. he's finished. No, thank you. <laughs> he's That's finished. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So now we know what upset zach and i think uh for me (laughs) when you initially brought up this topic i was like what's the big deal i don't get it like cool i get to discover where i'm from i mean it's pretty obvious like if you saw me walking down the street you're Mm -hmm. like she is very (laughs) <laughs> UK <laughs> she belongs in the UK <laughs> um yeah
1: so yeah. to
0: me honestly my ancestry has never been that really that interesting there's not a, there's not a big mystery about where I'm from um but yeah do I, you I didn't, know
1: have your parents done it have well, your parents done it like do you know
0: actually uh so I mean no nobody has submitted their genome to uh, a company God, but
1: you're lucky Oh, Lucky. have you? Your
0: parents did it?
1: <laughs> my parent, both my parents did really? it. Really? Yeah. So what are uh-huh. you? It's a mixed Eastern European, Prussian, I think. Eastern European, interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, a little bit of the UK, my dad's side's the UK. And then um, my mom is... This is my favorite line. My mom said she's 2% Irish, but she said she just drank her way into that 2%. (laughs) So there's no, uh, there's no, uh,
0: you can't just show up to an Irish bar and call yourself Irish. (laughs) I guess you can. Well,
1: she like loves St. Patrick's day. It's like her favorite holiday. St. Patrick's day is legitimately her favorite holiday. So she was very stoked on that. How did she
0: celebrate yesterday? Did she have a celebration? Did she go to an Irish pub?
1: Uh, not particularly, but, uh, usually when she, she was traveling for work, but usually, uh, she brings like this whole Irish potluck to her office and it's like a big deal. She'll like cook like corned beef hash and Uh. shepherd's pie and all of these Irish dishes. She, uh, she loves it.
0: That 2% coming through.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I the good news for me is I always got gifts on St. Patrick's Day. So like, and not many people get that. I was like, I always got a gift, so and there's cool nothing
0: more American it. than that.
1: yeah exactly
0: exactly
1: Um, oh man uh but your parents haven't done it no my
0: parents haven't but mcmillan my last name is scottish um so i do know that i'm largely Mm. scottish uh a little bit irish and then my mother's maiden name is kyle which is norwegian so there's a little oh, there's a little bit of that so you know i'm just judging by our last have, name
1: you might have some viking blood in you yeah. yeah you you got a little viking blood in you huh yeah nice. i have very sharp
0: features uh which i think is the norway in me
1: oh mm-hmm. interesting interesting how you break it down and how i i would never known like and nor does yeah. it matter
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah, that's, that's our Ancestry, folks, and that's a wrap on there you processes. go. That's it. There
1: you go. This is the whole podcast. Yeah, there it is. There all it right. Is. So um, I'm going to be focusing. Uh, there's
0: a lot of Ancestry products out there, like Ancestry.com, all that good stuff. But we are focusing on 23andMe because this is a product that you specifically brought to my attention. So I just went deep down in 23andMe. Um, yeah. So let's get let's the history. Linda Avey. Paul yeah. Kuzenza and Anne Woj, uh, okay, let me see, Wo- <laughs> Wojiki,
1: oh, okay. Wojiki. Okay, don't quote me on that. They found I you. wonder what her ancestry is.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> but you're gonna die when I tell you who she's married to, and I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna let you think about it. Uh. Uh, So she found they they the three of them founded 23andMe in 2006. What is 23andMe? It is a service that provides direct to consumer genetic testing service. Um, They generate reports relating to consumers ancestry, which we just talked about, and that's kind of how I knew these Mm -hmm. genetic testing services. However, they also something I didn't know is they uh, test for genetic predispositions to help health related topics did you know that yeah yep okay and and is that where you
1: sparked my hatred
0: and that is where you have the problem with it like the ancestry part is just like whatever okay so um they are testing for genetic predispositions uh the company's name is derived from the 23 pairs of chromosomes in the human cell I don't know if that's interesting to anyone Mm. Um, in 2007, (laughs) so they founded it in 2006, then they started getting a a lot of funding. They started getting, um, eyes on them from a couple different companies. One of them, Google in 2007, Google invested Mm. 3.9 million into the company. Uh, in 2012, they raised 50 million in a series D venture round. And then in 2015. They raised 115 million, so this uh, increased their capital as a whole to 240 Very million nice. dollars. But I just want to pause there because I like to compare. Like 240 million, that doesn't mean anything yeah. unless you have something to compare it to. So what I did, we've covered yeah. two companies. One of them, WeWork, who loves to do a yeah. self-evaluation. They were evaluated. <laughs> And then uh, the other com- company I compared this to because it just screams Theranos to me, is Elizabeth. Oh, company, Theranos. Mm, so 23andMe uh, yes, yes. uh, is worth $241 million. Theranos was uh, yeah. evaluated at $9 billion. And WeWork was evaluated at $47 billion. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Doing yeah, that. chump
1: change, like very small. Yeah, right? like right? I mean, as far as funding goes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. As far as valuation goes, interesting. Yep, interesting.
0: So 23 uh, and Me kind of started off at their big angle was a kind of a fun way to learn a little bit about yourself. And it started yep. off with like really kind of novelty information. Like, I'm not kidding. You could learn if you had dry earwax and what that meant, mm. or if you were more susceptible to sneeze when you looked at bright lights. Um,
1: oh. So these oh, were kind of like the fun
0: things that you could learn about yourself, which I don't think caused any harm. Um, but of course, that phase didn't last for very long because there's so much more interesting stuff that in your genome than just novelty items. like are you susceptible to cancer (laughs) or metabolic diseases or are you sensitive to certain medications like there's so much more interesting things than if you have dry earwax or not and what that means so the fda started kind of getting involved at this point
1: yeah yeah
0: and uh 23andme really started inching closer and closer uh to a company that marketed their service as a way of predicting and preventing health problems so that's when the fda got involved Mm. and yeah fda and this was in 2010 um so they had raised all that money um and now they're marketing their services as a way to prevent your health prevent uh health health Mm, problems mm -hmm. The FDA got involved and they notified all of these genetic testing companies, it wasn't just specific to 23andMe, but across the board, that their genetic tests are now considered a medical device, which means that you need to go through proper regulations um, and uh, to be deemed safe and effective by the FDA
1: so was this was did i have a question did they always provide medical benefits or did the shift in marketing to say now we're going to provide people like medical information that reigned in the fda before they were like who cares you know if you are right, by the way do you look into bright lights when you sneeze are you uh are you a look into bright lights and sneeze person
0: i don't i sneeze so often i don't know what it is but i sneeze like <laughs> probably 15 times a day so looking at bright lights i don't ever need to look at bright lights to sneeze
1: <laughs> what about you okay I, I no 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 but i have friends that are like they'll just like i'll be walking with them in the street and they'll just like turn towards the sun and they're like i gotta sneeze yeah and i'm like oh god like uh, yeah I've, I've seen that no i'm not one to do that and now that you say you sneeze a lot i we're in meetings a lot you're right i've never thought about it before but yeah yeah like i'm like backtracking you're right you do sneeze a lot I, I never sneezed thought of that. three
0: times in our last <laughs> podcast recording <laughs> i don't it all know gets what it edited is.
1: out i i edit out the sniffles and sneezes like i just cut all of that you yeah you that's got
0: good to know to i'm gonna there. start like stop yeah. doing like bodily functions so you don't have to do as much like intensive <laughs> editing okay moving on
1: damn i need to get uh, some
0: testing to figure out why i sneeze so much but looking in the sun has no, no effect you on don't. me all right as uh, i sniffle yeah. <laughs> uh where were we? We were talking about the FDA. Uh and you asked yeah, so the FDA yes, coming in. yes, the 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 marketing shifted into let's test mm. if to find out if you are predisposed to cancer. And the FDA was like no 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 no. Like we have to we have to now step in and get involved in this. Um And in 2013, 23andMe just kind of went radio silent. So as soon as the FDA stepped in and they were like, "Uh, we need to get involved, you need to clear this by us. 23andMe put out a statement from their CEO, who's Ann Wojcicki. (laughs) Uh, And Mm -hmm. she said, "We." definitely want to be on the right side of this. We're all for working with the FDA. Like she put out a really polite statement that was just kind of like, yes, we will partner with you. Like we want to be on the right side of history. We'll do this. But then all of a sudden the company just went radio silent and then they shifted their marketing Mm. again and they started aggressively marketing um, with a strategy called Know About Your Health know more about your health Mm. and the campaign really focused on educating consumers about how understanding their dna can help them make more informed and proactive health decisions and this is where i just stop and i'm like this is giving me massive flashbacks to theranos because if you remember yep they sold their machine to Walgreens. And their, and their big storyline was, take back your health, take back the information. And you deserve to know. And 23andMe was essentially putting out the same message, is you as a person deserve to know uh, about your health. And
1: of mm-hmm. course,
0: Theranos, like their machines didn't even fucking work. Uh, and they were <laughs> constantly misdiagnosing people. And this is where you cross the yeah. line from knowing about your health to literally fucking up someone's life. You're saying, no, you don't have cancer, or Absolutely. yes, you do have cancer, when it's completely the opposite. Um,
1: yep. And you're causing yep. kind
0: of public hysteria
1: oh yeah so then they so they switch to more generic 23 and Me switch to more generic health messaging by just saying healthy lifestyles less like we will say if you're predisposed to, like if you're predisposed to these diseases it's more like hey make healthy lifestyle this is like a healthy choice more like nutrients rather than a medical exam is that what you're saying
0: no, and I'm sorry if I confuse you. Um, th- th- when the FDA got involved in 2010 and was like, hey, you have to clear this medical, this is now a medical device, you have to clear this by yeah. it. Uh, 23andMe decided to like not really play ball with them, and instead they just ramped up their marketing mm. efforts and then marketed this overall message to consumers that says, take back your health. Know what is in your body.
1: Interesting.
0: And then mm-hmm. the FDA was like, nah, nah, nah so they ordered 23andme to completely stop marketing everything and they did um they the, the fda said that they have not demonstrated that they have analytically or clinically validated the kit for its intended uses so this was a big setback for 23andme mm. i don't know again like i'm using 23andme as an example um i don't know what the other genome testing companies were doing at the time. But I assume it was something very similar. Like they're all the same, right?
1: Yeah, it's the same process, right?
0: So what 23andMe did was they just found a new market and they were operating in the UK and Canada uh, with the same test and everything. And uh, this is really interesting to me, like uh, what FDA, what the FDA decides to get involved in, and what they don't decide to get involved in because I, I look at when I heard this when I understood this that 23andMe got banned from uh, using their test kit in the United States. So they just went to UK yeah. and US <laughs> and the FDA has such yeah. a say on like what type of information us as consumers have the ability like to to own like they have a say in what yeah. information gets spread to us. but when it comes to things being that we're putting in our bodies, like the cosmetics and the food and the list of ingredients that they approve here in the United States, they're like, all things go, we're good. Like everything mm. goes, except yep. now we have a problem with the type of information that the, that consumers are getting. But then mm. in the UK and Canada, their list of approved ingredients are like 10. It's like one yeah. sheet of approved yeah. ingredients but then they're allowed. <laughs> allowing this information from 23 Me to get to they're allowing that they're allowing the kits yeah I don't know what, I just thought that was doing so it better
1: yeah what would you prefer what would oh, you, what is your preference
0: Canada and the UK like I would much yeah, prefer yeah. my cosmetics and my food to be clean and me to have all the information at my fingertips a hundred percent
1: yep I agree. right you agree i agree, I agree. uh FD- yeah i completely agree i think uh you know the as i'm drinking a wine like the wines are completely yes. different european and u.s wines because of the amount of of sulfates and additives they allow in the u.s european is a lot more clean like a lot more straightforward and i prefer that i prefer that and give me all the information we just deserve- don't sell it to pharmaceutical we don't companies. sell it
0: Give it to me, but don't sell it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: this is where you're going to have some input, because this is real. really the real <laughs> insight comes into play, is uh, yeah. stated in an article that I read, uh, published by Scientific American, written by Charles Seif. Uh, he quotes, the personal genome service isn't primarily intended to be a medical device. It is a mechanism meant to be a front end for a massive information gathering operation against an unwitting public. And there it is. That was published in 2010. I think this goes to everything that you get fired up about.
1: Yeah, it literally makes me clench my fists. So it is, it here is we go.
0: Here we go. Huge. Let's start comparing this to Google now because uh, this is also something yes. that he brings up in the article is like, you know, We've seen this. Let's consider the case of Google, and this is where I drop the bomb. And
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and Wojeniski is married to Sergey, the founder of Whoa. Google. Yes,
1: Nuh-uh. Sergey Brin,
0: the founder of
1: Nuh-uh. Google. They Did they to... meet when Google was investing? Did they? Is that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You, you oh yeah. Did you do much research? Like.
0: No, they divorced.
1: (laughs) I I could trust you to get all the celebrity gossip. I could trust you to get this part just dialed in. I'm always on board for this. Okay, (laughs) you know that I looked up what Anne
0: looks like, how much her net worth is. (laughs) I know that she fucking dated a Rod for a little bit. Like I am in the know on Anne. Yes, a Rod. Um,
1: is she good looking? Is she pretty good looking?
0: We don't. I'm shaking my head. Okay,
1: okay. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, oh, I just, you know, objectively. Objective- I mean,
0: objectively. A- objectively. She's you know? older. She's older, which, uh, oh. I don't know. Are we shooting ourselves in the foot here? Because, you know, I'm going to get old one day and I'm still going to be wanting to be, you know, people are going to be like, Caitlyn's really attractive. You know, yeah, just because I'm get, old be doesn't mean I'm not attractive. Older. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Getting old and being unattractive to young people is cool with me. Like, I don't want young people to think I'm attractive when I'm old anyway. Totally. And I was
0: also wondering, like, is the A-Rod era before or after J-Lo? I didn't have enough time to go into that. So unfortunately, I can't report Or, but.
1: Or in between JLo, you know, before or after because they dated twice, they look at me coming in with the celebrity knowledge. Mm-hmm, Damn. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So
0: anyways, yeah. I just thought okay. this was all so fascinating because uh, the 23andMe, it, like the correlation of Google is just undeniable. And let alone the oh, CEO yeah. founder of Google and the CEO founder in 23andMe are married. <laughs> they're divorced. I'm sorry. They're not married. <laughs> now, but they were married. Yeah, they're
1: divorced. Uh-huh Wow um,
0: so I wow. think that is why Google invested an in early it was an early investor in this mm. uh, like very early. so um, yeah you know let's talk a little bit about Google. Um, when it first launched yes. Google build itself as what they call the faithful servant of the consumer, a company devoted Mm -hmm. only to building the best tool to help us satisfy our craving for information on the Web. And I just like pause there again, like the, the neat the the selling of information and these companies kind of like spin it as like, no, the consumer needs to have this information at their fingertip. And that is true with 23andMe, Google, Theranos. They're all saying, no, let's give the consumer back this ability to be informed. But it's really just a guise for data collection.
1: Absolutely. Facebook was like, hey, you people need to be able to connect with their friends online like we're just servants of people trying to connect with their friends online but it's all it's all just data collection
0: every search query that you make into google is indefinitely stored uh like the fundamental purpose of google is not to be a servant of the people like you just said it's to collect data on you uh the real asset Mm. of google is um, the data. So they parcel out that information to help advertisers target you and Google makes more than 10 billion dollars every quarter. And again, putting that into perspective, I looked at kind of what Amazon makes every quarter and they're somewhere between tw- uh, six to 12 to 14 billion every quarter. but Amazon Amazon is selling a product
1: sells products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what is Google
0: selling mm-hmm. huh people? they're selling your information
1: <laughs> yep exactly exactly and and their their own internal information how many times a certain keyword is searched Wait, who, like what are we doing not like it is it's just a a platform and it, people it's just i tell everybody this not in the marketing industry if the product is free you are the product like oh. if you are using google for free That means you're the product they're selling. Nobody is operating out of the goodness of the heart. It's free to create a Twitter page. It's free to create an Instagram page. Mm -hmm. Why is it free? Because you're the fucking product. Yeah. Like it's not hard to figure out, man.
0: Exactly. This I loved this quote. I pulled this from the article on the Scientific American. He said, "Once you have the data, 23andMe does actually become the Google of personalized healthcare." And here's where we get into mm-hmm. it. So, in 2013, 23andMe lowered the price of the kit from 299, 299 dollars to 99 dollars. So this was such an indication that they wanted everybody. They wanted this kit into the hands of everybody. And he equated. This He was like, this is basically a stocking stuffer. And it's true. And at the time, they were marketing it Mm -hmm. as uh, figure out if you have dry earwax. Like, that's fun. Right? Mm -hmm. So they Mm -hmm. wanted this in the hands Mm -hmm. of every single person. And around that time, so it was 2013. Around that time, they said that they had a half a million people's data, which actually seemed pretty low to me. Um, but yeah, it was definitely. 2013 cause that's not even the population of California. That's not even the population of Seattle.
1: No. Um, no.
0: So, but currently in 2019, the database contains the genetic information of, uh, 10 million people.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a significantly larger portion. And I don't know if you're going to get into this, but, and stop me if I'm getting ahead of myself, but that 10 minute, just like any data point on Facebook, that 10 million people is connected to, to 100 million people. You can you can use that code to connect enough people. My parents did it. They probably have enough to, to construct my genetic code that's because a- both my parents did it, right? And so I'm technically in the system even though I didn't take it because I, that's the way genetic codes work is it's so correlated to your parents. If you have a family member take it, you are basically in the system. Like it's crazy. It's
0: I was crazy. gonna mention that too. Um, and so I think you said everything that I was gonna say, and we'll maybe I'll just skip past that part when I get to it. but yeah, that's exactly the
1: because no, I have another I have okay, another good, thought good. on that. But
0: before we get but into that,
1: we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Before
0: we get into that, I did want to ask you, like Google has all of this information. so let's compare apples to oranges. We have 23 me we have Google. Yeah. Google uses your data to sell uh, advertisers uh, new ways to advertise to you. But how Mm -hmm. do you envision 23andMe using your data to sell?
1: Yeah. uh, What's kind uh, of the, what's
0: the appeal of that? Like, how do you envision them selling your data?
1: I think it's, it's twofold right now with the potential to be third. Uh, so right now I have, I've thought about this so much, Caitlin, it is, it fires me up. And I, this is, this is where, this is the crux of why I'm so angry because they've collected your data. They've collected your genetic code, right? Um, that is their data point. It's not where you click. It's not where you're searching. It's not what times of day you like to buy shoes or shop around. It is your genetic code, right? Like this is, this is your the foundational building block of your entire being. They have it so first off they can sell it to pharmaceutical companies um so um, they were collecting this data without consent of selling like to pharmaceutical companies so if you have predisposition for diabetes or whatever these pharmaceutical companies can now start selling you these products before you even know that you need them or before you even need them so they're selling them they're they're helping the pharmaceutical company if you're predisposed to like pre predisposition. Is that the medical term predisposition to exactly. high anxiety? Xanax can start sending you direct mail because they they tie your genetic code to your address, your credit card, your profiles. They can start sending you ads. Well, and let me just know? play
0: devil's advocate for a second. And this is where I kind of come at you uh, from the other perspective is like if I have high anxiety wouldn't i want to know about it like wouldn't i actually appreciate getting an ad for xanax and being like okay i i might i might be interested in this actually
1: well i think you make a good point but the example is like high anxiety is solved in many ways meditation can solve high anxiety there's many things that can solve high anxiety if you're directly funneling that information to pharmaceutical companies to sell you pills uh that is that is just not the you know the uh, everybody's different right and i get what you're saying like and it would be different if they gave you that information and said hey you are pre predis- you like you have high anxiety you're predisposition to high anxiety that's great don't sell it to the pharmaceutical companies have me seek out some options maybe you partner with them and say here's some list of our partners that you know we recommend like you can have that but don't sell it directly to the pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. um that would be my thing like i just uh, yeah yeah I, that's I think great that's, a, that's so, a, a bridge too far so i have another one do you want me to keep going because i can keep fucking going Caitlin.
0: let me let <laughs> hey, uh, me i'll, I'll pause okay. so let me um talk to you about like yeah the privacy consent aspect of all of this 23andme you're absolutely right it says on their site reserves the right to use your personal information including your genome to inform you about in events and to try to sell you products and services so it it says that so you're right it it reserves mm-hmm. all of that and then um i think just to kind of Uh, piggyback off of what you were saying is uh, imagine insurance companies and pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical companies trying to target you. Um, But on the flip side too, insurance companies could deny you services if they know that you are predisposed to a heart attack. Um, So that Mm. is where it starts to borderline you're fucking with someone's life at that point yeah um according to 23andme's privacy policy that wouldn't be an acceptable use of the database although 23andme admits that it will share aggregate information about users genome to third parties it admittingly insists that it will not sell your personal genetic information without your explicit consent but then we get into this idea of like what does consent mean um because often you're opting into things you're not reading things nine percent of the population actually reads terms and conditions so when you're on a website this goes back to google and you opt in for cookies you like oftentimes websites won't even load if you don't opt into their cookies so you have no choice Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. is your only option i mean fucking apple does a software update and you have to opt into their terms and condition or else you don't get and i you don't get a phone (laughs) (laughs) so exactly there's a lot of things that are Walking on a fine line is like what is consent? Like what does that actually mean? And then they're like messing with verbiage. They're messing with legal jargon to actually kind of say, "Oh, we're not going to do this. It's not an acceptable use of the database, but we still reserve the right to do it."
1: Yep, and they can update their terms and services anytime. It's not an acceptable use (laughs) now, but I bet guarantee you, if they start losing some money, it's going to be an acceptable use. Like they're down in revenue, it's going to be. Yeah. And and like like, we look at
0: Google again, we've we've heard this before with Google. It's like when it first launched, the founders insisted that I would never sell your information unless specifically opting in. But there's just such legal jargon around this and it's confusing to consumers. You're you're saying, oh, I want to give this information to consumers. But then you're saying, but we're going to make it very convoluted to actually like yeah you know you don't actually understand your rights with this information that i'm giving you uh so that's just a backwards way of yeah
1: and it's your genetic code it's your genetic code like i don't think people understand the foundation of that data like that is Nuts! You're you're nervous about people tracking your clicks and what you and what websites you're going to, but you're gonna willingly give them your genetic fucking code. Yeah, that's unique to you.
0: Yeah, and, and <sighs> like uh, this is where my note kind of comes in is. This is why it is so dangerous because your relatives, you have no control over, your relatives make up your genetic code. So your parents could submit their DNA, your brother could submit his DNA, all of that, your cousins, your aunt, whatever, Mm
1: -hmm. they all submit
0: their DNA and all of a sudden they have a genetic makeup of you. And we saw this in the case of the Golden State killer yes. do you remember that Yes, i didn't look too far yes. into this but this was just newsworthy was someone submitted their dna and all of a sudden they had genetic code on a serial killer who had been undiscovered for years and years and years and years and years, and years. so um yes that's the threat that's and this the has happened
1: multiple times yeah, this has happened multiple times. Mm. Multiple times have they solved cold case murder. Really? By, from a family member or somebody submitting to one of these genetic testing sites. So, yes, that's, a, that's all for good. I mean, it's a good thing, right? We're catching these killers. But what does that mean on the 23 andme end is that they're selling their data to law enforcement and that was my second one you're selling it to you're, sell, you're selling it to pharmaceutical companies and you're selling genetic code information to law enforcement and that is not I mean I know it's a good it's a it's good results but like in the wrong hands in the law enforcement hands if they have access to genetic coding and genetic codes oh that's a big deal like that's not great that's but maybe not
0: great. they're not even selling it either because you can partition you can uh what whatever it's called petition the courts to just well they're giving over. it up fine You're giving it up yeah yeah so it's not even like it what's the so i think though? the the well exactly i'm kind of saying like the the point of all of that is You have all this information now, one privately held company now owns all of this information on you that can be released by the courts at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And sure, we're not all Mm -hmm. out there committing serial murders, but is that like there's danger around that. I can't. Can you think of an example now that we're kind of talking about that? If can we think of an example that could be dangerous? if law enforcement—and we can cut this out—but if law enforcement has your genetic code, or they were able to get your genetic code, um, and and you're not you're not committing any crimes, you're not a serial no. murder, you're just an average human being, you're just Zach Phillips, and all of a sudden the courts petition yeah. to get your DNA, and now now law enforcement has your DNA. Can you see something wrong with that? can you see the danger there? like absolutely I can
1: yes this this was my third fold you're like leading and we're like going down this track that I've been going down forever you're like leading right into it this is this is third fold uh what I get nervous about is the history of humanity uh in in racial or genocide essentially like where a government Whoa. can now get a genetic code and a genetic makeup of people because there's a trove of information and documentation on that like god forbid but we have a hitler 2.0 come along Whoa. in the world that is focused on building a superior race like could you imagine if he had that information at his disposal rather than just rooting out jewish and polish and and all of these people you can literally whole genetic code and say you yes you know you yes that's terrifying so in the laws law enforcement is an arm of the government and if they can access this information and it falls into the wrong hands it's what I was getting at like if it falls into the wrong hands it could devastate an entire group of people right if they were targeted for any of that
0: you have thought a lot about this
1: I have. I really have. It's terrifying. Yeah. I did not
0: even think about that aspect of it. I think maybe I'm on the side of like, I trust people too much. I'm like over trustworthy. (laughs) I'm over trustworthy. And you're like, I'm gearing up for dictator (laughs) 2.0.
1: yeah really though it's true though like we've seen it fall both ways like we've seen the world progress and we've seen it regress throughout history where like dictators and the wrong people come in and it, if we're collecting this data and it's there permanently yeah. if we fall into a regression it can it can and all these people are getting back oh, is what percent german are you what percent french like that's all you're getting in return they're just the lopsidedness of this exchange mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Mind boggling that they're allowed to operate like this.
0: Well said. Oh. Well said. I think
1: uh, with, I have like, thought a lot about this, Caitlin.
0: Yeah. I I, I'm glad you're on the receiving end of this podcast uh, and not <laughs> spitting information yeah. at me. But I think to, to sum it up, like this is so much. Google serves you harmless ads, and it's up to you as a consumer yes. to ignore them. And sometimes, I mean, I've said yes. it before and I'll say it again, even as a marketer, I kind of like getting targeted by ads like sometimes I actually need yeah. a new couch and I'm like oh I never heard of this company before uh, I'm gonna look into it and yeah. you know it's like you you got to be in control of your own money it's kind of up to the consumer but when it comes to your health it goes so much more beyond consumerism you're you're literally mm-hmm. this is the livelihood and to your point of a group of people not just an individual yes a group of people and the more of your relatives give up your dna the you could be submitting all of this and you don't even know that you're submitting to this bank of information yes it's scary The, Um, the
1: comparison i know the comparison i run it through really quick is is exactly what happened with facebook in the 2016 election they were able cambridge analytica was able to capture millions of people's Uh, personality data and likes and data because they ran one personality test they ran like a fun kitschy take this personality test but what they did was that one person took the test and then they captured all of their friends data along with that person so even if you didn't take this personality test, even if you weren't directly involved in this personality test, your data was probably captured because we're so interconnected Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So they would take one person and then capture all their friends. And that's what 23andMe is doing, is they'll take one person, take their genetic code, and then they'll wrap in the family tree and you can reconstruct all of these people. So it's not even by choice you give up your genetic code. If somebody you're related to does this, you are in the system and that is crossing the line right like that is far crossing the line
0: another piece of all of this is um uh, genome testing across the board has raised controversial questions including whether the results can be interpreted meaningfully uh and whether they will Mm. lead to genetic discrimination which you took it to the next level of like genocide but genetic discrimination can be as little as a a workplace environment and are you going to treat someone differently because you know this information if that gets out there into the wrong hands you know I think there's there's hacking threats like nobody is above hacking people like Google mm-hmm. can't even prevent hackers uh so you know there's the threat of hacking and then all that information gets out and all of a sudden now you're discriminated against um yeah so that's out of your control
1: yeah it's crazy yeah and it's like in and, and it's so easy for human we've done that with every phase of our science the color of your skin the color of your hair where you're from yeah. like that's what humans do is they yep. they tribalize and if you're able to just give us more information to tribalize many people will do it many people will the the rifts will become greater right it's it's just not good i i don't see many good things coming from the collection of genetic codes is my biggest issue i see some but i don't see many i think there's we I don't think- know the capabilities of this code yet right? Like we don't know the capabilities, what we can do with it. I
0: will say, um, you've talked a lot about like balancing out the scale. And for me, as someone who, and I think human nature is uh, the more information that you have, the better off you are. And so I'm always interested in mm. like what my body is telling me. And I think that is the interesting part yeah. of all of this. I can submit a test and figure out what I'm allergic to, why I sneeze so much, all of that information <laughs> uh, is yeah. interesting. I, th- I see that as like the good piece of things uh, yes. and the interesting piece yes. of things but the bad portion vastly outweighs what you are getting in return. I don't yes. need, I don't. And then the other thing is we met, we talked about this in Theranos is um, the mo- There is a danger to people receiving their own medical information and then figuring out (laughs) what to do with it, because because I have cancer, you know, as an example, it's like I find out I have cancer. I'm going down a complete rabbit hole and causing hysteria like this has the potential to cause massive public hysteria uh which there's a reason that doctors go to eight years of school and are (laughs) in thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt it's because they Uh, have the information necessary and they can parse out what you need to know and what you don't need to know versus all of these tests are saying you can have everything you need to know everything but that's not always great
1: I agree. I always I always joke that like what the worst site on the internet is webmd. 100%. Like the worst site. Like like the people that go and google symptoms and go to webmd are the worst kind of people. If you're feeling bad, go to the fucking doctor go get checked out like there's affordable options. Even if you don't have insurance to just go get checked out with by someone, a trained professional, stop fucking Googling your symptoms.
0: I have oh. a funny uh, story for you. But I wanna <laughs> hear yeah. you first. Do you have any like horror stories that have to do with WebMD? Like have you ever quote unquote misdiagnosed yourself?
1: Misdiagnosed myself? and gone to the doctor and been like hey i have all these
0: symptoms can you check me out i think i have adhd or i think i have like i need this prescription oh yeah or or something along those lines have you ever done that have you ever diagnosed yourself (laughs) no
1: and maybe no i've never died i've never been one to diagnose myself like i've always like i'm gonna go just get it checked out i understand my limits in how smart i am and Mm. uh, like i'm just gonna go to one but and maybe we'll cut this out because this is pretty personal is uh, <laughs> went to the doctor uh on my college campus uh which is a religious school it was a religious Lutheran University not my choice but it was so um you know religion and medicine don't really go hand in hand and I had um a little like bump in a sensitive area that I wanted to get checked out and the doctor was like embarrassed to look at that area and he like looked just glanced at it and he's like yeah you have an std and i freaked out and <gasps> oh i was like oh my, my god. god Like, oh my god like and he, he just glanced at it and then i was like oh my god like what do i do he's like nothing you can do and i was like that this does not seem right so i went to an actual doctor off campus got it checked out and it was an ingrown hair and he's just like yeah that's ingrown <laughs> hair dude <laughs> And i'm like man i went on this spiral i was like your day just (laughs) went
0: from like worse to like we're just living we're just out here living
1: (laughs) yeah oh my god so never been never been like misdiagnosed myself but that that religious campus doctor was never i never saw him again i was like that is well and i think that that
0: speaks to like your emotional roller coaster that you put yourself on yes like sure yours was not through yourself like yours was kind of out of your control but it does speak to like
1: the emotional
0: turmoil that that type of information has over you it has a hold over you
1: yes Yes. um my, yes. f- my and, uh, it was like wrong information can do that right wrong information can really do that my yours. St- my yours. story
0: is um <laughs> this was uh I was we we're in Seattle and I woke up and all of a sudden I couldn't hear and I it I could hear, but it sounded like I was in a swimming pool, like very underwater, underwater, yeah,
1: underwater, and mm-hmm.
0: it didn't go mm-hmm. away. I kind of like it, I was like kind of putting q-tips in my ear it just was not going away and so i started researching it and this did happen in the morning and i started of course googling it and it said that there's something called sudden my. hearing loss and it happens in the morning oh, and so i was God. like yeah and so i freak i woke up my husband and i said we need to go to the er immediately like i can't hear and both hit like i brought him into my chaos because on the car ride over yeah. i was crying i was in tears and. And Cap was just in his own head thinking, okay, we're going to have to teach our kids sign language. Like, we just, (laughs) we went off, like, individually just in our own hell. And I went to the hospital. And it just turned out that I had a lot of earwax.
1: That was it, like just, not like a ruptured eardrum. You Nothing. didn't like the, your eardrum Nothing. didn't rupture anything. Nothing.
0: Oh. And they <laughs> That's spent, hilarious. it was mortifying, and I had to apologize to the doctor. I was like, I am so sorry. And this was in the era of COVID, by the way. Like this was two years ago, and I said, <laughs> I am recent. so, I am so sorry. I took up bed space. Like this deserves to have a COVID patient in it, and I'm here taking up your time and your space and your bandwidth, so you can. Can get earwax out of my ear um and they did they like spent oh time God. getting like chunks of earwax out not to be gross like i'm not a gross did person you know? but i'm just susceptible to a large <laughs> amount of earwax it turns out
1: yeah no (laughs) that's that must have been right before we started the business i don't remember you taking a day during the pandemic to like go get your it wasn't a day
0: zach it was like two hours of just turmoil (laughs) like this started and ended in the matter of two hours it was like chaos and uh that's the power of disinformation
1: yeah, in the medical space. In the medical That's space. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> let's talk about advertising on Twenty Three and Me. So, um, what's what's their yes. advertising budget? I looked into it. Uh, in 2013, they were spending 12 million a year. We just did a Coca Cola and Pepsi episode. How much money do they spend in advertising?
1: uh in the billions coke is like 1.1 billion oh, okay okay All Pepsi- right.
0: well, or
1: coke is 2 billion pepsi's 1.1 1. 1 billion okay yeah,
0: okay well uh yeah. this doesn't this doesn't add up but um so 12 million in 2013 and then this year it was reported just under 100 million in advertising uh but it does say mm. under 100 million and i didn't like there was no indication on how far under 100 million like could we get yeah, a little bit more specific so it yeah. could be 50 it could, could be, be 1
1: million technically <laughs> <Yeah. clears
0: throat> entirely um so what 23 and me did that was really ingenious is they co-branded with airbnb and they forged a partnership oh. to help people interested in traveling to their uh, to their family heritage. Yes.
1: God damn it. God damn it, dude.
0: Brilliant.
1: Genius. Uh, yep. Genius. But God and, damn it,
0: dude. And so they partnered with these, this Airbnb, and that all of a sudden opened up the door to influencer marketing because you get travel influencers. You get all of these worldly influencers. Um, they hired a company dedicated to influencer marketing strategy, and they charged 23andMe 30000 a. $30,000 a month for their services. Damn. That crazy. Crazy. Just
1: for influencer marketing, just for influencer marketing.
0: Just for influencer Damn. marketing. Yep. Um Damn. One of their Call
1: us 23 and me, we'll do it for we'll do it for 20. We'll do it for 20. <laughs> Call it. That's my price line. We're available. I hate you but I just talk shit on your. I just talk shit on your product, but fuck it, man. You need. You got thirty k to spend. I'll save you ten.
0: We're willing oh. to sell out. We're sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, another campaign that they promoted uh, was is called the Eye Guy, and the idea was to bring DNA to the surface, which I also thought was super well done uh, to show how it reflects in your physical appearance. And this actually was something that I was really oh. interested in too, because Norway. I talked about like sharp features, like Norwegians are kind of notorious yeah. for like sharp features, and then I was like, oh, kind of a light bulb yeah. moment, like. Okay, cool. Like I am Norwegian. Um, but yeah, to put yeah, that like yeah. kind of surface level spin on it was uh pretty interesting.
1: I think it's good marketing. Like 100%. that's what they do well. Yeah. I have no problem with how they market their their I have a problem with what they do with the information and yep, I just the
0: data. Think it's, the data. Another yeah, people uh, and it's, another advertisement that they ran, uh kind of branching off into influencer marketing was they teamed up with despicable me that like animation Pixar animation yeah. film. Um, and grew I've never seen these movies, but grew G R U yeah. is kind of the, uh, villain in this. And they yeah. had, well, hero
1: him... slash villain.
0: Oh, really? Uh, hero okay. So hero slash villain. villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they created a big marketing advertisement around grew and grew was the, the character and, um,
1: it was called genetically.
0: It was called genetically me, and it showed Gru's results uh as like why he was bald and why he was susceptible oh. to a really long nose and kind of. It was just giving <laughs> a, like light-hearted results, and I think that that is yes. what. 23andme does really really well with all three of these campaigns airbnb grew and the eye guy is making this data collection that's something that's very threatening and uh dense into something very lighthearted and very surface level like yeah do you want to know why you look the way you look this is why Yep. travel to your heritage like
1: do you think, do you consider that authentic marketing or do you see it as cloak and dagger, where it's like, look at the shiny red ball that we deliver you, but then we're going to have all of this stuff on the back end? Or do you think they're genuinely like, here's the benefit. We're just going to happen to store your genetic information in our. I need
0: to read a little bit like, more about the CEO because it all stems from the CEO. And I think that's true with the yeah. two companies that we mentioned Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes, um, WeWork, uh, Adam, whatever his last name is. So, I think I need to read a little bit more about Anne um, to really figure out her intentions. I read a quick article, and she does seem very sincere that, you know, this is going to change the world on how we view each other. Uh, But the.
1: Ominous, if you ask me. That's ominous. (laughs) Like, I think that's all how you perceive it. It (laughs) is. It is. It is. Right.
0: Yeah, so let's dig in a little bit more about Anne uh, at a later time, Um, but I think it's cloak and dagger, 100%. I think this is a fun way to look at it, but they're selling it to people who don't understand what this has the capability to do for you, to do to you, not for you, to you, Um, because people who travel are not necessarily clued in to data collection and people who are interested about (laughs) where they get their blue eyes from uh, don't necessarily understand the you know the testing that has to go into that so yeah i say cloak and dagger
1: and i yeah i would agree and uh, just my last point on this too is is really because i think you touched on it really well is the fact that we don't know what this is capable of. Genetic testing, like having your genetic code, it's stored indefinitely. When Google started and started tracking what keywords were going to be searched, do you think they knew that they were going to roll out a whole ad platform based on that search that they could analyze where people are searching and they can they could have people ranks and how competitive? Do you think they knew that that data yeah. was going to be so valuable and, and priceless? No, they just were collecting it and that's what 23andMe is doing They there's some sinister undertones mm-hmm. but the biggest point to me is we don't know what this data is capable of mm-hmm. like you we don't know what anybody can do it is a baseline and it could be morphed and because it doesn't change they have your genetic code it's your same genetic code your entire life they you know they I don't know what they're going to do with it, but it's
0: yeah. There's well, huge potential. And yeah, I don't know that anybody like you said about Google, you didn't understand how profitable your demographics were to other companies. They didn't mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same thing with this. We're just kind of on the brink of genetic testing. And well, I, I shouldn't say brink of genetic testing as a whole, but the brink of 23andMe, right? Um they don't know commercialization
1: of it Mm -hmm. they do not
0: know the worth of people's dna yet and they will yep they will soon
1: yes absolutely absolutely and i think it's going to be huge it's going to be massive
0: everybody has a price We'll say that everybody has a price. So although mm-hmm. Anne might be out there for the greater good, thinking that genetic testing is going to give information back to the people. As soon as someone puts some dollars, as soon as Russia puts dollars in her hand, she's like, have it all. <laughs> Take it.
1: Yep, exactly. Putin, Putin going to pay a billion? Sure. Let's Bye. Do it. I'm like, out.
0: And I am no longer CEO of this company. Yep. I'm just living on my yacht in St. Ives.
1: Yep. Exactly, I could run right away from the terror, um yeah, so I, that's just my biggest thing. It's just it's nuts, it's nuts Ugh. so
0: that concludes our episode on twenty three and me. If you want to stay up to date, make sure to visit our Facebook page called manipulating the podcast Ma- sorry manipulating the mad wow <laughs> manipulating the masses wow. podcast
1: good day. we've recorded this is what happens when you do two in a row yeah i was just gonna say when we do two in a row that's what Uh, happens make sure you stay
0: informed and up to date on our facebook page and that's all i got for you that's all she wrote we'll see you later
1: stop sending your dna to fucking ancestry and 23andme bye